Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now with Kiki and Kemi. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, Hopefully you joined us on last episode where we talked about beginning the college admissions process in general. So that was about parents and students just sitting down and talking about how to even initiate the conversation of does the student want to go to college and students talking to your parents about what your interests are, what you're looking to do. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please make sure to go back and listen to it. It's episode two of our podcast. Um, But today we're on episode three, where Kemi and I are going to talk about how to begin your actual college search. So we're going to talk about today um, this term called match and fit, which is really just essentially, is this college a match for you? And is, is it a fit for you? Um, if you Google match and fit, it's there's a whole lot of information about what this terminology means, but it's really just going over like location, cost, campus setting, major offers. Um, admissions requirements are also a part of match and fit as well. So that's what Kemi and I are going to be talking about today. But to get us started, I'm actually going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to have Kemi, do you mind talking about what you were like how you started thinking about your college search and what you considered as you were looking at colleges? Yeah, for sure. So so for me, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny how backwards my thinking was back in the day. So before I even was truly thinking of a major, my first first priority was I am moving. So, <laughs> so, so don't follow me on this first step, okay? Just learn from my mistakes. But I it's okay. <laughs> but if I live in New England, so it gets really cold. Summers are three months. Some people like that. I don't. I I grew up here. I wanted some more warmth. I wanted some more heat. I was just tired of shoveling the snow. So for me, that was on my top priority was going somewhere that was warm. So when uh, I was younger, we've definitely went to uh, some family Thanksgivings down south in Mm -hmm. Virginia and in North Carolina. And I just loved the Southern hospitality. I love the Southern charm. So when I went down there, I was like, this is going to be for me. This is where Mm -hmm. I want to move. And essentially I was, it's funny because I was like, you know what? This is like a new chapter in my life. I might as well take the opportunity to go somewhere. And this is, it gives gives a good reason to do it and Mm -hmm. start somewhere new. You know what I mean? Uh, It's not like I just up and move to a different state. I'm going there (laughs) for school. So I I was like, I might as well just branch out and do it. And that was, that was one of my main priorities. The second priority for me was the class size. So I was, I remember learning about different sizes for schools and going to uh, different college tours. Mm-hmm. And I remember the student taking us into this classroom and he said that the the classroom was huge. It almost looked like an auditorium. And he said, yeah, the professor will be in here in this particular classroom. He has a mic so that way you can hear what he's saying. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, that's not for me because <laughs> I will get I will get lost. There's too many people. I know I'm not going to want to raise my hand and feel stupid. Right. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I just I just 
I know like I've been so accustomed to being in a classroom that had 20 students in it max mm-hmm. or 25 students in it max. That's where I felt most comfortable. That's where I knew I could get more more like attention and I knew I could have like a better rapport with professors that way. So I knew that that was what I wanted for sure. I didn't want to get be in a university where I felt I could easily just get lost and and slip into the crowd and mm-hmm. and that was it because I feel knowing myself I wanted more accountability for my, my academics too. So I really wanted a place where I could feel more of a community, but that was just me. Everybody has a different preference. Mm-hmm. Uh another important thing for me was I knew I didn't want to be in a city but essentially (laughs) all cities are different right so for me I wouldn't have thought to go to like like a a city similar to New York I knew I would get lost (laughs) I would get lost I you probably never find me again (laughs) I (laughs) I would get easily overwhelmed but cities are all different because I'm from those who don't know I'm from Rhode Island small state so our city, mm-hmm. our city is so small. You take that highway, you drive past it. There it is, and there it goes. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. You've seen it. I visited Kenny before. You've seen it, and once you've seen it, it takes about ten minutes. I'm just, <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but for real, it was like we saw all of where she lived in about one day, right, or less. Like <laughs> it's funny because I could see myself living in the downtown area in Rhode Island because it's it's not threatening to me because it's small. <laughs> I know if I walk left, I know I'm going to get out. But I know if I was somewhere in New York, I couldn't do it. Boston, maybe. But there's been some nights in Boston that I was like, oh, no. So <laughs> I knew that for me, I wanted <laughs> I knew for me how I was going to do well was I wanted to be in a place that was just in the middle, in a suburb. If I wanted to do something fun, it was not too far away from the city. But I knew I also wanted to be in a suburb where I could focus more on my education. So I'm not just mm-hmm. into, yeah, what's going on in the city? Because I, w- I could easily get distracted that way. Mm-hmm. And I knew I just didn't really want to go rural because I wanted a little more activities for myself. And I'm not trying to be out there in a whole cornfield where the eyes can see because I will get scared. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so that's how I kind of... Those are the main things in my college search. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's, you know, bring it around to the most important thing of your college search, which you should do as number one, which I didn't. I did, but it was in the back of my head, was having my major in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was looking for, I wanted to do psychology at that time. So I was looking for schools that had a, a psychology degree in it. And my dad, he wanted me to be in, in medicine. So it at the same time, he'd be like, oh, does that school have medicine in it? Just keep it an option open. Keep it keep it as an open option. So <laughs> I was looking at schools that had both. So obviously that should have been number one. But, you know, mm-hmm. it was in there. It was in there. But let me toss it back to you. Mm-hmm. What was your – what were you looking for for your match and fit? So I think the, the biggest thing for me, what I can remember, was size. So I went to like a smaller high school and I was like, even like you said, visiting other colleges, like larger state schools. And like, yeah, 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 they basically explain like, you're going to be in this huge lecture hall. You're really like, everyone always says like, you're always a number. And I was like, no, I want you to know my name. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the biggest thing for me, just having that like smaller class experience. And I remember even myself, like even in college, 
I never really came out of my shell like fully in the classroom, but I can't imagine myself having, like you said, like raising my hand in front of 300 people mm-hmm. and saying the wrong answer. Um, you know, but it's it's like somewhat different in a smaller class, but even just being comfortable, like I'm being silly, but even being comfortable enough to just like raise your hand in general. Yeah. You have that in like a classroom. I feel like my smallest class size at Elon was maybe eight people. And oh, wow. Yeah. I think it was like a Spanish class maybe, but I was like, Ooh, this is perfect. Um, every, every class was not like that, but that was a great experience. But I feel like I had no classes that were more than 30 people. Right. I think so that's that pretty was, accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like it was not, it was never more than 40 at most, but yeah, you know, it was just like, like smaller. I think mm-hmm. I had like the tiniest class I had was maybe 12 people or 10 in like a thesis class. Yeah. Yeah. Like once you get into your major, the classes definitely get smaller, I think. Right. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I was like definitely wanting a smaller environment where the instructor knew me, where I felt, you know, comfortable enough, like in the classroom, if we had to do group projects, like I, for the most part, knew the people in my class. So size was the biggest one. And Elon, where Kemi and I went to college, was, I think, maybe 6,000 students, if that. So Mm. it's not small enough where you know everybody, but it's also not big enough where you don't like (laughs) recognize people when you like run into them. So (laughs) yeah, um, you're like, you're like, I don't know that person, but I've seen them before. I know they go here. (laughs) If you see someone that's new, you're like, oh, they don't go here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's like, that's for real how it was. So it was comfortable for me. Um, Thing was cost. So I just, I grew up in a single parent household and my mom, I, remember of of my college search I remember her telling me all the time apply for scholarships and I did not do as many as I should have because my thing was just like get into college but um college is expensive especially where Kemi and I attended so I I did thankfully apply to a scholarship it was like uh really a god thing because I applied at the last second and I became an alternate but then I got the scholarship and that helped out a whole lot with my four years at Elon. It didn't cover everything, but it covered a good amount. So apply, you know, just thinking about like how much is a school going to cost? Again, if you go to a state college and you're in-state resident there, your tuition is going to be a lot less than somebody coming from another state to your, to that institution. Um, If you go to a private school, the cost is the same for if you're a resident of that state or not. But um, really just thinking about how much it's going to cost me. And if it's going to cost a lot, if you're going to like a, for example, an NYU, I always hear people talk about NYU. It's expensive. Like it's really expensive. Any of those um, select colleges, mm-hmm. selective colleges are pricey, um, yeah. but there are so many scholarships out there that people often overlook. I did the same thing. I didn't, I was just like, I have to go to school. I don't, I don't know how, but I didn't. So I wasn't really thinking about the money part, but even after you apply to school, there's still scholarships available to students. So mm-hmm. that was a thing to me. I remember I mentioned in the second episode, but um, I was trying to go to school to play tennis, but to go on a full ride or, you know, some type of scholarship for tennis. And I visited one college in the DC area, but um, they weren't really, <laughs> their financial aid was like not trying to, give me anything so that was like an automatic no I'm not going to right. this school um 
And another thing I think was just like the, like being involved on campus. So like engagement. Mm. Uh, I really, I really thought about like just being around people that were similar to myself, but also people that were different. Cause again, mm. I went to like this school, like a very small private school. I, I'll just break it down. I'll just be honest here. I was one of a few black students at, in my grade. Um, and I kind of wanted, I was, I was looking at HBCUs, but didn't end up going to one, but I'm thankful that I had the experience. Like when I got to Elon, that I had like this affinity group of people that were similar, but also like outside of that, I had people that I could, you know, explore different. Cause that's right. really, you want that because that's what the world outside of college, like after you finish school, it's going to look like, it's going to be different. So just learning how to interact with different people, yeah, um, diversity, being yeah. involved, yeah, diversity, being involved in different, you know, in things that like were out of my comfort zone. So I'll say this too, Kemi started a dance, a Christian dance troupe at our college. Ooh, and ooh. I like to dance. Yes. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> urgent message. I love to <laughs> dance, but I never like auditioned. I only tried out for a tennis team before. And I was like, this is easy. I never auditioned for a dance troupe before. Um, and Kemi and some of our other some of our other friends encouraged me to do it. Um, and it turned out to be a really, a really awesome experience, a huge blessing. But just like again, like going into clubs and, organ- and organizations that were out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. I wanted that as well, you know, when I went to school. And I definitely had that at Elon. Um, yeah. I can agree with Kemi. I'll oh, go ahead. And I just want to tag on to that too. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say look you may not think about it that much, but you should look at some schools that have some hobbies that are similar to yours, because mm-hmm. that is really how you're going to get that affinity for your school. And mm-hmm. you making connections with people that um, obviously you're going to make connections with people with different perspectives, which is amazing because you're, you're, you're growing your point of view, but it's also great for you to make connections with people with similar hobbies. And that's how you make new friends, friendships, and you mm-hmm. make some lifelong friends too. And you just establish right. those memories. And it's really funny because when I, talk to people about college or their college experience mostly you will look back and reminisce on the moments that you had with your friends versus oh yeah I remember being in a class and I learned about neuroscience and you'll have some of those stories but the engagement and the kind of affinity you'll have more of those memories that leave an impact an impact on Mm -hmm. you so Mm -hmm. I will say don't try to overlook any activities if there's something that you really do like try to see if they offer that or a club that's at your college. Um, and even if you don't, some colleges really open the door for students to start their own organizations. So that could also be an option for you too. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. good, that's a good point. Um, you just said like, just looking at organizations. I know we're, we're both talking about this, but I was going to say too. So for students that know or have a, have a feeling they want to go into a certain field. So if you want to go into like the medical field or you want to be in a, like a research field, does the school you want to go to have a great research program? Mm-hmm. You may get to some schools and it's like, I, I feel like every professor at a four-year school, especially they've done research in their field and they do that at the four-year school, but you want to make sure like what maybe your interests are in that field. And this is like really deep, I know, but <laughs> look at that. You like you have to kind of look at that too, because if you get to the school and you know, there's not a really great research program, it may be hard for you to get that experience at school. And that's really the best place to get it. Right. Um, I didn't really do this at Elon, but I know at 
like so like a, um, one point in the year, like spring semester, I think they had this really big like research week, right? Yep. Remember that? Yeah. So it was like a lot of students. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, what were you? What were you doing? But um, it was really, it was like a really like huge celebration at Elon because students like you got to it was celebrating students work with research so that you know that's like finding a mentor you know on campus or in your Mm -hmm. major field so you really do want to look at stuff like that or if you want to be a pre-med student if you pre-law or pre-dental you know any of those like pre-tracks does do these schools offer those tracks because you have to you have to prepare for for med school, dental school, law school, do they have advisors that are like specified to helping students with those different entrance exams and making sure you have the correct classes to apply and, you know, the essay part of it. So what Kemi said is true. Like you want to look at organizations on campus and like involvement, but like if you can think towards the future, I would say think for the future too, in terms of the research part and the, you know, the tracks that they offer um, at those schools. But do you have anything else to say on that, Kimmy? No, I think that's really good. Um, okay. I think, well, actually, let me insert this here, actually, because I know we're going to kind of do a list off of some main things for, for you to kind of like make on your list for match and fit. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. some excellent questions after you narrow down what college you want to go to is if you make a list of your four top colleges, some great questions for you to ask like either an admissions advisor, you can even talk to a mm-hmm. student on campus if you go to visit or a professor or even a career center. Get hooked up with their career center because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to want to ask them, okay, if I get into this major, like write this, write this question down. I don't know where you are. If you're in your car, you better remember to write this down later. You need to ask them, <laughs> okay, if my daughter goes here and let's say they're in marketing, right? what is the graduation rate for people that are in the marketing program? Mm-hmm. And what are the career opportunities after they receive uh, their bachelor's degree? Because that yeah. will tell you a lot of information about the institution. Every college should be able to give you some rough estimates because it's part of tracking. So mm-hmm. you, can, you can ask this question. Um, that's definitely something you should know before because you never know. Maybe the institution that you're looking at maybe they have a great network where they they partner with a company and maybe that's how a lot of the undergrad students are getting a job in a certain career field or a certain company uh you're able to see like oh well if they're not getting a degree uh they're not getting a job after this what are the students that were in this degree what were they doing you might even find out that oh a lot of them went on to further pursue education so you may even Mm -hmm. get more knowledge for yourself of thinking oh a lot of them went on to a graduate degree program i wonder why what careers are they looking into so it kind of opens more understanding for that if it's a right fit for you so Mm -hmm. i would definitely ask that because if you're thinking of you want to work right after you get your bachelor's degree you need to ask them if that's uh, if that's going to likely happen or not just to be realistic um so that's a big question to ask i think you should ask any college that uh and another thing another good question to ask like you said kiki is tracks so if you're doing pre-law pre-med and you have a track make sure you ask them if they're preparing you for these certain exams and, and and that kind of sort of thing uh even for, for example, if you're like, oh, I like math, I'm thinking about doing accounting, you can ask them, ask them, okay, does this prep me for the CPA exam? So these are key things that you need mm-hmm. to know because you don't want to waste your money at a school that might not have courses that align with what you're certain you want to do in your degree. 
So that's a good question to ask. And another question that goes back to what you said before, Kiki, was the research. So if you really want to get your hands on research or you know that or you know you want to go into a PhD program or you know you want to go into a grad program and you want to be able to put your hands on some research to build up your resume or your portfolio, you need mm-hmm. to look for schools that will give you the opportunity for that. Um, because if you don't, then you'll have to, on the back end, do that research yourself to see if you can get an internship outside of school. And it mm-hmm. would just be mm-hmm. much easier if you can get it in your school because it's there, you know, because right. you'll, you'll have that hookup. Why would you want to do all this extra um research while you're in school. So those are some really, really helpful questions for you to ask after you you kind of narrow down at least your your top four, top five, and you're kind of sifting through. Uh, the other one, of course, is comparing the price tags. Uh, what is the what is the loan going to look like? What's the financial aid going to look like? Do you have any scholarships that I can apply for that are on campus? When are those deadline dates? So that's something to keep in mind, right? So that's that's really important. And then also a a big thing to keep in mind as well is whatever career you're kind of boiling down or career field you're boiling down to, understanding if I go to this college and I get this degree, is the salary going to be worth the amount (laughs) of loans that I am taking out? Because if it's not, then you need to relook for another school that can make your dream happen that's more affordable. Yes, that's what it is. You should not be you need to you need to think about your investment in the future. It's fun now. It looks like a great school. They got a roller coaster in the back. Right. They got a pool. (laughs) (laughs) So you're paying all this money because woo, it's cool. And I'm getting my major. But when those loans kick in and you're not making for this for a certain career, it's not making all that much money that was worth that roller coaster. You need to rethink Mm -hmm. those things. So that's a mm-hmm. real life conversation to be had. But, um, but Kiki, do you want to kind of just go off of kind of a list of match and fit items that people should take note of when they're trying to narrow down their top four colleges? Like how can, how can we even get them down to a list of their top four or five colleges? Yes. Yeah, so I'll go like quickly or I'll like briefly touch on like this list that Kemi and I are mentioning match and fit. And we're going to, I'm just going to go over the, the factors that can go into match and fit. And then I'll provide a resource that students and parents can use um, when you're looking at match and fit. We can go into these deeper if we need to. But um, essentially, you want to start thinking about the kind of college you want to go to. So is, do you want to go to a two-year college or a four-year college? That's one factor. Um, also, private versus public colleges. So I mentioned earlier that an in-state college or university is considered public um, and typically, and then a private university um, is doesn't like really take into account. So there's like there's like different nuances for public versus college. But I think that public is like state funded. I sh- should say that mm-hmm. um, private is not. But things to think about. We'll cut that out. But things to think about. <laughs> um, and then you want to think about the location mm-hmm. of where you are looking to go. If you want to go to a school within your home state? Do you want to be able to drive home for holidays? Or do you want to go across the country? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to go abroad? I had a peer that I went to school with. Um, and I just like didn't even think about this. But she went to school in Scotland. And 
after we like learned, she was like paying a lot less to go to school. And I'm, I mean like a significant amount less than we were to go to school out of state. So there's all these options, you know. Honey, I would have went to Scotland then. So. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm trying to tell you. like she, I can live abroad and save a little money. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. I wish In I hindsight. <laughs> right. Um, you want to think about campus setting as well. So campus setting is things such as, do you want to live on campus? Do you want to be a commuter student? So if you live, mm-hmm. if that, if you're, you know, not far from the college you're going to, you can be a commuter student. Um, but if you, you know, going away to college, then you have to think about living in a dorm. Do you want to have roommates? Are you okay having roommates? More, more times than not, your first year, you're going to have roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you get really, really lucky and get to live in a single dorm. But, you know, things like the type of situation, you're gonna, like living situation you're going to have. Um, do you want to be in a smaller school? or a bigger school. Uh, I'm just going over these quickly. We can definitely go back to them if we have anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also, we've mentioned costs, I think a few times already, mm-hmm. but thinking about how much you're going to be paying for school. And also thinking about the, you know, the loans you may have to take out, what a loan really means, the type of loans there are, and scholarship to go to, to pay for your college instead of taking out mm-hmm. huge amounts of loans to pay, but you really want to keep in mind how much um, a university or a college is going to cost you. And I also will mention too, there are you know options for community colleges, which tend to be a lot less, a lot more, a lot, lot less when you're um, thinking about maybe doing your first two years at a community college and then going to a four-year school, you right. save a tremendous amount of money. Right. Um, so even like if I can even make a quick example of that, like mm-hmm. so let's say your dream job is something that doesn't have a great salary, but unfortunately it needs a degree. But this is your dream. This is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to research, if you could start in community college and get your generals done, and then you're able to see if oh, okay, well, I want to I want to save as much money as possible because I know that the salary that's that I'm going to get from this is my dream. I know the salary is not going to match the amount of debt I'm going to be in. So you could think about potentially doing a community college, seeing if you could take generals there, switching to a public college that may offer the program that you're looking into, um, and maybe even seeing which one is closer to your vicinity. So that way you can be a commuter student if that's an option, Mm because then you're saving more money on your housing, you're saving money on a meal plan. So it is attainable. You just have to think uh, you just have to strategically think how to make this happen. So it is possible. It is possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then um, the last two, and I'm going to come back to to one, but the last two are, I think we've mentioned this as well, thinking about the majors that are offered at the college you want to go to or the college you're thinking about. You have to make sure that the school you go to has the major you're looking at. You don't want to mm-hmm. there, and then you're trying to declare a major, and they're like, we don't have that. And you're like, what? So... Yeah. That. Um, I'm going to come back to that one because you, you made a point before and I want to come back to it a little bit. But also the final the final point or the final factor for a match and fit is thinking about the learning environment that you need as a student. Um, so, again, this is kind of like, do you want a challenging environment or are you kind of fine not being as challenged in the classroom, which is a real thing sometimes like some schools, some classes 
it's more of a laid back environment. Um, and that's, that's fine. What works best for you? Do you, again, want a smaller environment? Do you, are you fine being in a larger classroom? So you have to know yourself how you best learn. Um, but does it have, you know, sufficient tutoring? If you need tutoring, can you get that when you need it? Um, things mm -hmm. like that. So, and um, yeah, being able to Go ahead. I just, yeah. I just jump in there really quickly too. Mm -hmm. And then most importantly, so accommodations. So if you have accommodations mm -hmm. in high school, meaning let's say you would get extra time um, on your test to take, or let's say you need someone to read your, your, um, your, your, your test for you. Um, you if parents, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, this is for people that usually have accommodations. If you want that to carry over into certain colleges, make sure that they have those that can meet the needs for your child as well. So right. that's definitely something to ask about as well. Mm -hmm. That's a real, that's a really good point. And I, I mean, I think I say that a lot when, when you get in, you have to do accommodation like well in advance, because this is an important thing. If you had them in high school, you definitely want to have them in college because yeah. the learning environment is going to be completely different. So you have to do that early on so that your, you know, the um, accessibility service college can provide that to your your professors or your instructors ahead of time mm -hmm. so you're not getting to the first day of class or you get to your first test maybe a month in and you don't have what you need in terms of your accommodations because nobody knew so that's yeah. a really good point that's a really really good point Kemi and then even uh, something else also to add off of that is because I've had some students that said no I don't feel like I need it um yeah. I, I always say you know what just get your paperwork in so you can have mm -hmm. it processed and you know what if you don't want it it's totally your option. But yes. if you feel as though you're getting to a level where you might need it again, it's right there so you can use it. So always mm -hmm. be as prepared as possible. So, but exactly. it's, it's always your option, but it's always better just to be prepared just in case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really, really, that's a really great point. And I was going to go back to, so the, the, sorry, the factor of majors. Kemi made a really good point a few, like several moments ago about how colleges like track, I guess, graduation rates um, mm -hmm. or like, job placement, I think is what you were talking about for yeah. certain majors. That's really, really good. You also want to look at does that or what the college's top majors are. So mm -hmm. um, most like liberal arts colleges, their top majors are like business, communication, mm -hmm. psychology, political science. You know, that's usually for the majority of liberal arts colleges and universities. But you definitely want to look at the website for that school. Now, if you're going somewhere like IT, that's a research college, um, mm -hmm. and it's a technical engineering, you know, focused school. You can probably be an art major going there, but do you really want to be an art major going to MIT? You know, right. but on at the same end or the same token, maybe art majors are really rare there, so they may have money for you as an art major because you're going to MIT. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like there's like always kind of two sides to everything you gotta um, check that receipt just yeah. to see what works for you exactly <laughs> exactly you have to look because um some schools are focused on certain majors but if like there's majors that are more rare you may be like selected to get into that you know to that major and they may be you know pay for your whole entire tuition or right. your whole entire four-year school so you right. have to look at like what are the top majors there because that kind of informs you to know like these are popular and you know what Kemi mentioned too about like how they can place you those are probably more likely to be the bigger majors that can place you into various jobs 
Um, but mm. don't like, don't count out smaller majors too at certain schools because you don't know opportunity wise what can happen. But again, it may be like the totally wrong school for you if that school has doesn't even have that major or it's just starting there or nobody's in that major. So mm-hmm. it's just thing that's something else to think about when you're thinking about like what you want to study once you get to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's really how match and fit works. You know, just thinking about those factors that Kimmy and I have mentioned when you're thinking about college search. So I'll go over them really quickly one more time. So it was the kind of college, location, campus setting, cost, majors offered, and the learning environment. Mm-hmm. So a really resource that I have used with students in the past is well many of you probably already know about college board if you think in the SAT um, or the PSATs you know about college board or even AP classes you know about college board college board is like probably one of the most comprehensive tools there Mm -hmm. for doing your college search but an either sorry an even bigger part of college board or another part of it I should say is college board's big future so big future helps you more with the college search. So I guess I should say, maybe like I'm from just like kind of gauging, college board is more for like the academics, like like I said, the testing, the A scores, kind mm-hmm. of getting you started thinking about what's out there. But the big future part of it is really like, how can I look at, again, match and fit. You can go on college board, big future. You can research schools. You mm-hmm. can kind of put in like what your interests are and it can generate schools for you or I should say you can filter based on what you're looking for and it'll generate a list of colleges for you it's a college shooting search essentially yeah exactly and it's like it's really really awesome you can get on there and search career fields as we mentioned in our last episode career fields you can go on there and look at career fields and it breaks it down really 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 well so I definitely recommend students using college boards big future to get your college search started, thinking about your majors. Um, it helps you compare colleges. It's really comprehensive. So I recommend it highly. Um, and that's where Kemi and I have kind of been going off of today. So mm-hmm. we'll put it in the episode notes so you all can just click on it. But um, definitely something you want to like tell your friends about it because it makes this it makes it a lot easier than you kind of having to, which is still, I would say, still go to college fairs, still Google. But totally. it's kind of catering it to you as an individual and just helping you get that, that search started. Yeah. And then even just doing a quick plug of what you just mentioned. So definitely take the opportunity, if you can, to go to the campus yourself and then see if, if, if you walk around that campus, you're like, I could see myself being here. Mm-hmm. A big thing that you could do is you could also see a student walking around and literally say, hey, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? And mm-hmm. more often than not, they'll be more than willing to have that discussion with you. I did that actually uh, shout out to Jerry Staples because I, <laughs> yeah, because I was on Elon and sorry, my dog is just coughing in the back. Sorry guys. <laughs> he's, he's like really coughing right now, but sorry. It wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember being on Elon's campus and my mom saw Jerry. There was like no students on campus because it was winter break. And we like, <laughs> my mom ran after him was like, excuse me, excuse me. How do you like it? Is the food good here? Is it really good here? <laughs> so that's something to do. Definitely take advantage of a college tour if you can. If not, 
uh, due to COVID, a lot of colleges have created some kind of virtual campus. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So take advantage of seeing that online yourself. Something that you can also do is look at the directories that are in that are on the college website. So if there's an academic advisor that's the head of a program, send them an email and ask them a little bit of more information about the program. You can talk to obviously the admissions officer, but it's also great to talk to even some of the professors. If you see a professor handles a specific kind of thesis or research that you're interested in, reach mm -hmm. out. You know, don't feel shy about reaching out because this is your investment. This is your money, and you can get this information. Just do right. it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also take advantage of college fairs. So you can look to see if there's any college fairs in your area. Sometimes they host those. Uh, yeah, college fairs in areas. I know some high schools, they'll have, well, back in my heyday, we had some, <laughs> some admissions officers come to our school from certain universities and talk to us there. Uh, and then even just apply for some like material. Like if you go onto a college website, you give them your, your email and your mail information, they'll send you some packets full of some information. Mm -hmm. but, but I always just love saying, go right to the source, try to reach out to some students, reach out to some faculty. Uh, you can even use LinkedIn now, to be honest. LinkedIn's like a professional Facebook yeah. and, and use that as a way to contact and connect and get a better feel. You know, take this seriously. This is your money. This is your future. So do mm -hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Before we close, I'm going to plug too, because Kimmy mentioned um, admissions counselors and career fairs, you know, coming to your high school. If you are a student listening to this right now and you've already decided in your head you're starting at a community college, understand how degrees work at a community college. I currently work at one, so I <laughs> deal with this every single day. There are degrees at community colleges that can transfer to a four-year school and we'll get into this nitty-gritty one day on this podcast but um like Kemi said before basically you can do all of your gen eds to transfer to a four-year school so you have you know complete your bachelor's degree but there are also some degrees that are considered not to be transferable because they're preparing you to go into the workforce upon graduation so if you are if you are a student right now listening I'm going to plug this because I deal with it every day but if you are that student listening to the podcast right now and you're like, I'm not going to a four-year school, I'm going to community college, just know every degree offered at a community college does not always transfer. Mm -hmm. So make sure to definitely go to that college's, you know, that community website and understand what those degrees are. If you get to an advisor at a community college, you need to ask them, like, what degrees transfer, what degrees don't, please make sure to ask them. Um, so that you can be well informed before you even start there. So you're not getting through your degree and halfway through they're like, oh, you can't transfer to this school. Just know that's just my little plug at the <laughs> at the end yeah. of this. But we'll definitely talk about two year colleges versus four year colleges like on yeah. their own at some point because it's really there is a difference for sure. Totally. Um, yeah. And this so this like basic series is essentially like the basic understanding of how to get into college but our next series stay tuned for that one is gonna really dive into community college trade schools so all these other alternative options to college that you can mm -hmm. consider as well so I can't wait for that series I really cannot wait for that series but, yeah no I'm excited too yeah. yeah I'm excited too because um it's it it's a huge difference every, every huge difference everything can be so nuanced but we wanted to make sure to pinpoint the students that are going through the college admissions process right now, you know, preparing right. to go to school next fall. We wanted to make sure that you all kind of had a toolkit to get 
started, but yeah, I think we're both really excited for that. Talking about community colleges and like alternatives to four-year schools to bachelor's degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think we've covered a lot. Yeah, in episode right now. So again, thank did. you all. Yeah, we did for sure. This is yeah, this is this is a good one. So it's jam packed. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to share with your friends, your cousins, whoever else is going off to college and preparing yeah um, again we do drop episodes every tuesday every so tuesday. thank you for joining in um our instagram is yasin so it's w-a-y-s-y-n underscore podcast on insta on facebook is it just it's the same okay on instagram it's like yasin w sorry i keep saying w Y-A-W-S-Y-N <laughs> underscore podcast on all social media as of right now, Instagram and Facebook as of right now. So definitely make sure by the time this is coming out, we'll have those like up and running. So definitely make sure to follow us, subscribe to the podcast so you yeah. can make sure to get our notifications every week. But we thank you so much for joining us and can't wait till the next one. Bye guys. See you in the next one. See you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.